Welcome, dear listeners, to a curious exploration of the human condition. In the vast tapestry of Earth's creatures, two of the most intriguing specimens have emerged from the dense jungles of modern urbanity. I am Sir David Attenborough, and today we embark Hello. on a most unique auditory adventure, diving deep into the minds of two dumb hunks. These brave souls venture forth, not into the untouched wilderness, but into the chaotic world of human hilarity and folly, prepare to be entertained, bewildered and perhaps enlightened as we delve into their peculiar world. Let the journey begin. Very good, David Abber. I think that's our permanent opening. I'm going to shorten it up to maybe be about 15 seconds or less. But I kind of like that one. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I shoot for about 15 seconds in pretty much everything I do in life. So Speaking about 15 seconds, as promised, I didn't get it up. <laughs> we'll just Hello. continue to go that train. Um, but I, you know what? I've been high and I've been low, and I cannot find Coke Y3000 to save my nutsack if I had to. So, mm. as I told you last week, I have a can here of Nitro Pepsi Vanilla Draft Cola. Listen up. Oh, fuck. wow. It's got that the was shark. like question for you, and maybe this is too soon. Do you think that that was the last noise the people on the sub heard? Look, guys, it says pour hard, so I'm doing just that. Upside down in the cup. I'm not going to put too much in there because I don't want to drink. This thing has 63 grams of fucking sugar in it. It's intense, but. Dude, I'm telling you what, Nitro makes it. Like, really? This is good, but anything nitro, just the nitro kind of cuts out all the bullshit and leaves just the flavors. You're a fan, huh? I'd never buy this again, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those weird, like, oh, I'll try it, uh, you know, and experience yeah. it, but if it's I go not going to gonna store, be a rag. If I go to another place that has this cold ready to drink, I'm getting a Slurpee because I'm already at the gas station. I ain't getting one of these. Yeah, of course. I mean, the go-to. All right, Sean, talk about something interesting while I fucking clean up my mess, this explosion. Uh, oh. I don't know what to talk about. Okay, and I'm back. Uh, I'm sure Sean kept you guys busy with a lullaby or something. Uh, anyway, so that was uh, vanilla Pepsi. Nitro. Nitro. Um, no. It was pretty good. I would... Do recommend, do try if you want to just have a variety in your life. Did you see that they changed their image? I actually, I saw a Pepsi, a can of Pepsi in the store. Mm -hmm. Their image has changed. It now says like Pepsi and it's in like a circle. Hasn't it always been like that? No. Remember it had the weird like peace sign kind of looking thing to it. Okay. All right. Yep. The yin and the yang. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're uh, we're taking away the cultural appropriation. An RIP goes out to Mr. Michael Gambon. You know, it's a wizard, Harry. <laughs> oh, he knows who he is. Okay, yeah. I was gonna, I was we were gonna play we were gonna play name that line, and I was gonna give you the "You shall not pass." Uh, that's the wrong movie. No. You shall not pass. That's a different series, <laughs> you fuck. Is it the right guy, though? No, it's okay. Not. All those old men with you a beard. You shall I not can't. pass is that one, the other guy. Uh, 
what's his name? It's not Patrick Stewart, right? No. Um, what's his name? Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, and is that to Lord of the Rings? It's, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and let me it's make sure. It's all wizardry bullshit. Come on. Give me a break. Let me, Ian McKellen. Let me make sure I'm yeah. not an idiot. Yeah, You're okay, not... yeah, Ian McKellen. Yeah, yeah there you, you go. Boom, Lord about. of the Rings. I like the fact that you said Patrick Stewart, though, because he does look <laughs> like those guys just with no hair. They all look the exact same, man. <laughs> They're literally no like, all of those actors about. look the same. Like, didn't one of them played Magneto, right? Was that, that would have been Patrick uh, Swayze. No. No, Patrick, R.I.P. <laughs> Take it way too soon, but had the Patrick time of his Stewart. life. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, boy, oh, boy. What a pat. We went down the Patrick train. <laughs> boy, we're... <laughs> no, that's what it sound like on the Titan sub. <laughs> oh my fucking god okay okay we just went on right. fucking, we're back right. um hey you know what i wanted to bring up last week we were talking about the uh the senate had proposed the idea of making the dress code a little less professional mm-hmm. for relaxing a- it yeah, I wrote a ti- I wrote the title here of this piece, uh, Fetterman Fucked. But basically, they reinstated the dress code and said, no, he's got to dress like a professional. Yeah. Uh, so what, did he have a response yet? I'm sure it was nothing but um, he'll dress as he needs to. Oop. Well, you know, at least he tried. Yeah. At least he took a stand and he pushed it. Um, you know, I mean, it's not like there's more pressing things. That are taking place, you know, like not like our country's not on the verge of a financial shutdown to happen in the next two days. It's a good thing, though, that they've they've come to a decision. The essential jobs of the government will uh, will still be getting paid. So Mm. my question is, is if it's essential and they're still getting paid, why aren't those the only ones that exist anyway? Dun, dun, dun. Just food for thought. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so there's something to think about for a second. That is really that kind of concerns me. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry. The all the essential term- stuff, you know, all the essential jobs will still be functioning. Well, good. Those are the only ones we need. Yeah. So what is that? Because like you, they've termed it things like minimal. Like we're working at minimal staffing. You know. So. Minimal in order to accomplish the job. So what does non-minimal mean? Like minimal, but we got time to screw around? Essentially. Wow. Uh, my, my <laughs> mind is blown. Blown. Yeah, you should write a book. Well, that, your mind's not the only thing that's about to be blown. Uh, pig heart transplant number two. Surgeon successfully transplanted transplanted. It modified pig heart into a human patient Friday, and it's the second time in history this procedure has been performed successfully. So, th- <clears throat> so this is a human now walking around with a pig heart. With a pig heart. Um, but here's what I want. I want you guys to put me to sleep and wake me back up when they can successfully attach a horse dick. What? I thought <laughs> you were going to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. Uh. Okay. 
so question like <clears throat> do you think this is like the first you, like, of like experience anything like you feel different no, like, I don't think so. I don't think you feel any different holy whatsoever. Shit, that, it's it's just, just amazing crazy to me. that they can do that. Yeah. And how long was the surgery, does it say? No, I didn't. Yeah, maybe it does. Let me look through there real quick. I just, I'm just like, it's pretty amazing that they can take a pig heart and, and make it. Uh, researchers hope such surgeries will eventually provide a source of viable organs for those awaiting transplants. More than 6,000 patients die each year while waiting for donors. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Oh. Um, oh, my God. The name for this. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's spelled <laughs> xenotransplantation. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can, uh, xeno like is like non human like, right? Well, xeno? I thought xenophobe meant like anti Asian. Xeno. Xeno definition. So Xeno is relating to a foreign or foreigners or other or different in origin, as in a xenograft. Okay, there you go. Xenotransplantation. Others. Okay. The approach relies on pigs genetically engineered to not possess a specific sugar molecule whose presence leads to organ rejection by the human body. Doctors successfully carried out the first such procedure in last January. The patient died two months after the surgery, not due to organ rejection, but because of a number of factors, including the presence of a latent animal virus in the heart. Uh, <gasps> the patient was, in fact, counted as a COVID death. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that part. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, so, so, wait, so the guy who got the... First pig heart died at like two months after. Two months later, but they they're they're not um, correlating his death with the actual pig heart. So, so what you just said, the whole thing you said about him having a pig related disease is all fake. No, that's true. The only thing that was fake was he was counted as a COVID death. Okay, so that means oh my gosh, see this is the the shit that's gonna start screwing. We're all this is the. Okay. I've seen 28 days later. This is how you start messing with people. <clears throat> this dude now has a pig heart with a pig disease that's going to combine with the stuff in his body. And then he's going to get a cold and he's going to cough. And all of a sudden someone's going to be covered in some like pig human mutagen that our bodies can't defend against. And then boom, we got COVID fucking V5. Okay, but let me ask you the questions that matter. Have you seen the new Meta Glasses? Nope. Dude, look them up. Really? I'm surprised they're only 300 bucks, one, and they're Ray-Bans. And they basically, it looks like they give you augmented reality, like not augmented reality, but they put text in your glasses for you. And you could be like, ask it basically, what building am I looking at? And it'll tell you. Uh you could ask it how to fix problems like, hey, how do I fix this door frame, whatever, and it'll basically search the internet and give you answers. Wow. It looks fucking cool. I might end up, and, and it lets you live stream from the glasses. Okay. Well, you know, we may have to, uh, can we, 
Are we is dude? Our is, next podcast might be have video on it, and it'll be your glasses and my glasses streaming each other talking. Can we pre-order now? I'm gonna go see if it's possible to still pre-order. Let's go. Let's yeah, three hundred bucks. Let's go. It starts at three hundred dollars. Does it say what what the upgrades are if you go go more? You boom, you say hey Meta, I guess, and it lets it go. Let's take a look. Yeah, two hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, there's different variants at different prices, but I am. I'm feeling it. Okay. All right. So we you're willing to, to trust the Zuck, huh? This may be the next uh, big thing, and you can pre-order. Yeah. They're coming uh, in less than a month, too. Yeah. I don't know, man. This may be the next... Uh, our, we may have to do a podcast review of these. Okay. With these. Okay. On. Yeah. Wow. As I'm talking, I'll be like, hey, Meta, what? Ooh, there we go. Wow. I'm I, actually, you know what? Um, It's funny that you're super into this because I was like, eh, whatever. And I watched a little three minute review or like Zuckerberg announcing it. And I was like, holy shit, those actually look pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's so, I don't know though. What's it? I, it's kind of like I wonder what the difference between this and Google Glasses. Yeah, but think about like basically Chat GPT on your glasses. <laughs> Bless you, Jesus. Excuse me, sorry. Hog. Uh, wait. So okay. So okay. Well, you know what? We'll have to look more into this because what I'm wondering is like, can you? Um, do things like that. Like I'm looking at the things you can do, like listen to a podcast, call your friend, capture video, take photos, live stream. But where is like, I don't see that capability you're talking about. Like looking at a building and seeing all that stuff. Meta AI. AR. Like I'm not seeing any a AI or AR. Or... <clears throat> yeah. But they look like normal glasses, which I like. They didn't try to get all fucking cutesy with it or anything. Oh my God! Can you hear the dogs outside of my house? No, I can't. Jesus Christ! Well, I hope it doesn't show up on this podcast. Anyway, those look pretty yeah. awesome. <clears throat> Maybe that's going to be my Christmas present. Um, yeah, yeah, they look cool. Sean, did you hear that we actually brought samples of an asteroid back to Earth this week? I did, in fact, hear that. Okay, you have input. I hear it was like what eight ounces or something. Really, like a really tiny amount, though. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just like it. What they do, like just drop it off by a satellite as it was pa uh, passing by, like a little parachute. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's what was... I heard. They did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In a flyby of Earth, the Orisis Rex spacecraft released the sample capsule from sixty-three mi sixty-three thousand miles out. Yeah, they just, just let it. Yeah, fucking let, let it go, and boom. The small capsule landed four hours later on a remote expanse military uh, of military land. I know that, they, and I guess it's supposed to be like four point five billion years old, like the material from what wow. it collected from. Holy shit, so, that's crazy, huh? Uh, yeah. And but what do you think? It's probably going to be mostly iron. You think? I would imagine. That's I mean, what a lot of that early guess. stuff is. Yeah. Um, as the mothership set off after another asteroid. Wow. Yeah, so just, it only becomes a meteoroid when it enters our atmosphere, right? Yeah. What's the difference between a meteorite and an asteroid? An asteroid, a meteorite is an asteroid that's entered our atmosphere. Okay. So meteorite is just like a, an ejection. 
right? Like off a planet. Like I think a meteorite is ejected material from a planet or no, from like something. No. no. A meteorite and an asteroid is the same thing. A meteorite is when it enters into our atmosphere. Okay. So what is it called when it's like floating out in space? It's still a an fucking asteroid. asteroid. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Okay. So it's an asteroid. It hits our earth. It becomes a meteorite. Correct. And then what's the comet? It's a fucking comet. That's also stuff you use to clean your toilet. <laughs> You're an asshole. What's the difference between a comet and a meteorite? This is no a comet and an asteroid. Oh my fucking god! Let's look it up. Let's meteorite. go. Where's Chat GPT at? Meteorite. It's a meteorite is a rock that falls to Earth from space. There you know you what's go. funny? You know what's funny is you type in meteorite in Google and watch what happens. No. Hey, oh, that's a little fun trick. I don't even know how to spell meteorite. Doesn't what? matter. Just give it a oh, little guess. Oh, look at that. A fucking Whoa, meteorite across my screen. Boom. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's go. Come on. Talk about it. What's a, what's a comet? Okay. So a comet is an icy small solar system body that warms and releases gas when passing close to the sun. What the hell ever? I don't, I don't know. What's a comet versus a meteor? A comet is a ball of ice and dust that orbits the sun. A meteoroid is a small piece of an asteroid or a comet. Okay. You know what? We need to invite an astrophysicist to the, sh to the show. Let's see. Oh, my God. I would be asleep. I'd be asleep in fucking five minutes. No, Let's you. see if we can get Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson <clears throat> on He's the show. He's actually pretty interesting. So, um, uh, approved. What's new in your world? Anything? <laughs> no, just hanging out. Yeah. Um, the day has come where authors are now challenging AI as to their LLMs and how they can produce things that are written. We've had this discussion um, like Stephen King, perhaps. Okay. When their books were not... Uh, basically given permission to use their books and their language models. Yep. Have you seen this? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Roka News, uh, several prominent authors are suing OpenAI for alleged copyright violations. ChatGPT is powered by a large language model trained on massive amounts of data. Um, on Tuesday, a union representing several major authors sued OpenAI for allegedly training ChatGPT with content from their books. Um, of course, they have received no money for that. And I believe OpenAI's response was, uh, we're optimistic that we can work cooperatively with the authors, but it's kind of like, well, you use their copywritten data as a source without their permission. So cooperation I need not apply. <laughs> I think you might be fucked here. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a really weird... I don't know. It's a really like gray area. I feel like that isn't really well defined <laughs> as far as like, what is your material, right? Yeah. Like, so for instance, if you make a post on Instagram, is that your property or because you post it on Instagram, does it, and it's a public space. Does that mean I could just copy and paste your photo and use it as I want. 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it works that way. I don't think you can copy and paste it unless explicit permission has been given. That's still copyright law. The problem is, is each individual needs to enforce copyright law, um, themselves. There's no like, you know, you'd have to bring it to a court system and say they infringed on my copyright, which is why so much shit is like free for all at this point. I will comment on this <clears throat> explicitly um, on the fact that musicians can take other people's music, change it, even though it's still just a little bit. There's like a rule, and there's now, like a, and now it belongs to them. There's a law, so, right? Like it's like you have to change a certain percentage. I don't know, and then. Yeah, I think I, there's something with that. <clears throat> but anyway, I find that interesting. So I, I don't know where that's going to fall. But yeah, this is uh, exactly what we talked about. I, I don't there, remember see, where I was already, on that. There's already issues, and I think there's another lawsuit coming where with like the image generators, if you go into those image generators and you put something in there like uh, do me do a photo in the style of Salvador Dali. Yeah. Is that... Like, what are we talking about? You know, like, well, are we? I feel. I guess the big question on that's going to be: Is um, AI? Are they going to? You know, is it going to be treated the same as a human? Is it sentient? Um, and is it? Does it? Uh, is it a human? Because I can say my artwork is influenced by that same person, and it's fine as long as I'm yeah, not well, copywriting. But, but that's what I'm talking about, and that's why I'm, yeah. I'm wondering about with these like writers. Right. Like, are they going to get that? Uh, you know, because it's like, I mean, I guess I could understand. Okay, is it using PDFs from some like pirate, illegal downloaded source? Probably, probably. Right? So. They didn't buy them. They probably scanned them and got them from somewhere. Um, however, all, what I will say is, it's like if you go to Google and type in pretty much anything, there's links for everything, right? Right. Like, so, I don't know, man. You know, it's one of these things where it's like, I, I feel like we're talking about potentially exposing people to things they would never be able to be exposed to. Right. With some of these tools, right. For instance, like I, I don't know. I don't want to go down the route and sound like a socialist or whatever. Cause that's what you're going to say. I sound like, uh -huh. but like, for instance, think about you're creating a tool. You're creating a tool that allows people who may not be able to have access to a library of books to be able to log in, you know, to chat GPT and say like, what's this book about? you know, and, ex you know, explore those type of things. So yeah. if so what you are you saying in that regard? I'm sorry. What I'm saying is I feel like all these people are going to do is going to chip away at something that ha could has the, or has the potential to be something great. And they're going to like, you know, like open AI. I think they already had to turn off the interaction with the internet. Yeah, they did. But they announced this week that it's back on. I haven't looked. I know you, I think you said that you were, you had not seen that it was uh, live. Yeah, I did see. And then did I don't know if you also saw on the app, they're supposed to have added the capability now for it to be like replace Siri with chat GPT. Oh, nice. so if you're a subscriber, you can, uh, I guess, through the app. So that's the, uh, another thing that I don't have the capability. Like It's not maybe my app isn't updated. Maybe they haven't pushed it yet. Are you um, on a paid subscription? I am. Yeah, I still I'm still paying. Um but so apparently what they're going to do is add the capability for you to like replace the um, they're going to add the ability to replace like uh, your Siri 
with right, uh, right, right. Which you can already do that, but I guess you'd have to do it like third party way or something. Yeah, and then the other thing that you're going to be able to do is add photos, and then do things like so. What one of the examples that it showed was you're going to be up able to upload a photo, circle the like the bike seat, mm-hmm. and then type in the Chat GPT, "How do I change this bike seat?" And then it's going to spell out step by step how to change that bike model seat. Oh, that's just like what the meta glasses are doing. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe but it's ima- the same But imagine being able to just have glasses on and be like, hey, how do I change that bike seat? So then that begs, so I wonder if this begs the question do you think that Microsoft announces something very similar next since Microsoft is open AI? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it could be like Microsoft be. Glass. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Yeah. So I actually paid twenty bucks this month to get access to the upgraded version, so I could use plugins on ChatGPT four, and it still is not on the internet according to this. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe I yeah. should comment. We should comment on the yeah, app formerly known as Twitter on because uh, that's where they announced it. Was that it was live yeah. on the internet again? Yeah. I'm gonna say no. It's not. Nope. Um, yeah, I know. But anyway, I paid for it because I wanted the Canva plugin to help me create a logo for uh, a different adventure I'm I'm taking right now. But I started um, messing. I really started messing around with a bunch of those plugins. Yeah, like pretty cool. there's one in there you can add a PDF. So it's a PDF reader where you add a PDF to it, and then you can ask questions about the PDF. So it'll ingest something like 400 pages long, mm-hmm. and then you can say like, "What does this document say regarding?" security and it'll tell you yeah i mean that's pretty cool yeah um so in your example i gotta ask because i didn't quite get where where you were headed there but you did say like you could ask chat gpt hey what's this book about but there's already websites that snopes or whatever um out there that do the same thing so where were you headed with that what do you mean well you were talking about how chat gpt there's some negative thing about it and basically people were going to use it as a resource for cheating or something. But okay. there's already websites that exist. Do you remember what you, where you were going with that? When I was just talking about before? Yeah. I would, what, I, what, I was, like, what I meant by that was that if these writers sue OpenAI, they're mm-hmm. going to have to remove that feature, right? So you're not going to be able to say like, oh, write me a story in the style of Stephen King or what I imagine they'll also do is remove any source material. So you won't be able to go in there and say like, what is the Stephen King story? The cell about, right? Right. So, I, I mean, I guess you can go, I don't know, man. I don't know. What okay. I'm so you were just say. saying they might have to remove the books entirely. Yeah. You're just chipping away the okay. features of a new technology, I guess is right. the point I'm trying okay. to make. All right. Yeah. I thought you were going somewhere else. That's why I was curious. I was like, Oh, I want to hear more. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay. Um, all right, then let's, I I just, it's just one of those things, you know, where it's like you, you, they come out with these grandiose technologies and they're like these great things. And it's like, Oh, all these cool capabilities and functions. And then they're like, well, no, well, I want money. So I'm going to sue. And then it's like, well, now we have to remove this. And then oh, I'm going to sue. And now we have to remove this to the point to where at the end, it's like, well, we just have to shut down the project because there's nothing we can do. You're talking about a company that actually hasn't turned a profit yet either. 
Yeah, you know, so it's like all this stuff keeps happening. It's like, man, like where we could go versus where we'll end up. It's like what we talked about um, a few weeks back. Maybe yeah, it was but, last week yeah. with the billionaires and all yeah. the taxes and how we can't produce new yeah, stuff, but what you know? about this is, you know, a lot of times the first pioneer in an industry is the one that gets to learn how they're doing. Uh, this. It's an example for the second person of how to do things more efficiently, right? Yeah. So all the other companies are watching what's happening there and then saying, okay, avoid that. <laughs> Work out the details there before we uh, before we do that in the future. You know, yeah. so it's not necessarily going to take down the industry, but it is going to use uh, open AI's resources to set uh, precedents, basically. Um, interesting. So there's a couple things I'm trying to remember what I was looking at because it was uh, there's an article right in front of me and there it was there was related to another thing that was going on. There's like this big movement in uh, I guess in the U.S. I'll say because I'm not sure about the worldwide. However, this article that I brought up is um, America embraces prenups. Fifty percent of adults open to signing, and there's this big movement that's going on. Um, kind of like it's not necessarily the same but um andrew tate how he was like huge and influential to young men you know about you know how to approach things especially when in regards to females you know who the hell is andrew tate why does he sound so familiar what he's the dude the bald guy that was like a kickboxer or whatever but all of his mood you know all of his things were like if I ask for two fucking cups of coffee, that woman's going to bring me two cups of coffee, not because I need two cups of coffee, but because I asked for it. That's why she's going to bring it. And because oh, she gotcha. knows. Yeah. And he's the dude who just got arrested. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Which, yep. you know, oh, yeah. whatever. I, Raping I, women. It's yeah. Okay. I, I don't think there's any rape charges there. I think it's fraud. I think, it is. I think they're talking about fraud and even that is up in the air. So I thought he had, a, he had an active rape charge against him. I don't think so. Uh, I'll take my word over yours considering you didn't even know who Andrew Tate was just a few seconds ago. Okay. So um, anyway, America. uh, The controversial influencer Andrew Tate has been charged in Romania with rape, human trafficking, and forming an organized crime group to sexually exploit women. Yeah. Well, that's. From the BBC. And we know all about the BBC. Yeah, I mean, am I going to believe anything from a BBC? I know. I've, read, I've handled the BBC a time <laughs> or two. All right. Uh, America embraces prenups. 50% of adults opening to signing. Anyway, this article is about how millennials in particular are like half of them are good with like, hey, I'm going to sign a prenup before I get married. But there's this, there's this movement going on of basically why would you get married? Because if, especially if you're like um, a guy or whatever, you, you basically get the fucking shaft as soon as the wife decides she wants a divorce, right? Yeah. So the guy wants a divorce, he gets the shaft. Let's say we'll say stereotypically, not stereotypically, significant portion of the time, according to the data, which I don't have okay. in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, All right. You know, it's always the guy that's like, oh, okay, well, you're going to pay alimony. You're going to pay child support. And is that because women don't make as much money? I don't know. But the amount of money that's ordered to be paid can be up to 17% for the first child and 25% with two children. That's a fuckload of money. Gotcha. 
So I don't know. So this has kind of made this whole movement of why bother getting married um, amongst younger crowds and individuals. Yeah, but even if you're not married and you knock a, a woman up um, but you and only, she has a kid, you still have to pay child support. Yeah, but you only owe child support then. You don't have to worry about splitting any of your property with them. You don't have to worry about, um, uh, what do they fucking call it? Spousal support. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. Yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying. But, I mean, also at the same time, I mean, there's other things. I I don't know. I think there's... it. It's hard to talk about it because I feel like there's a lot of religion tie-in to marriage, right? Mm-hmm. It is a vestige of religion. Well, that's fine, but not the marriage certificate. That's a state legal thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, and I guess that's the point. Uh, until these like archaic things where it's like, well, you can't buy a house together if you're not married. Like until those things go away, I feel like marrying like marriage is still going to be a thing that you're going to have to why do. do you right? mean, why is that a thing? I don't understand. Like so okay, so if you go in to buy a house, you yeah. typically it's like you have to if you go in with like your spouse it's different than if you go in with like, oh, I'm going to go in with this person that I know. To who? What are you talking about? Like for a loan, right? No. What? Okay. If I make enough, let me give you an example. My wife's name isn't even on my house. I yeah, didn't even I need her to qualify for the loan. I just did it on my yeah, own. Yeah, not you. I understand. That's you though. And if it's both of us, it doesn't matter if we're married or not. If there's two people buying the house, they just look at their finances together. I okay. I think so for instance, if you use a VA loan, mm-hmm. right? It has to like you I'm trying to fi- trying to explain this like something Yeah, this sounds like some bullshit to me. I think you're making something up. Okay. All right. I'll to to the Google fucking cave. You take us to the Google cave. I, cause I have no clue what you're talking about. Like a bank doesn't really give a fuck what the problem is. As long as you have the money, you can show that you're capable of repaying a loan through your credit score and you have the income. I'll wait here. Okay. So marital, this is from Quicken loans. So okay. a pretty legit location. Hardly accurate. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> Marital status doesn't affect your ability to qualify for a mortgage. Uh-huh. Whether you're married, unmarried, or single, qualifying for a mortgage will depend on your income, credit, and assets. Jeez. The only fundamental difference when buying a house with multiple owners are the mortgage application and property rights. Mm-hmm. So Next again, question. what were you saying? <laughs> Next question. Okay, let's hear it. Gonna, uh, to qualify yeah. for a VA loan, uh-huh. which is what I used with a partner yeah. who is a service member or veteran, you're required to be, quote, married as defined or recognized by your state. So I'm correct with a partner. in what I said. Yeah, but that's with a partner. Yeah, so if you don't qualify for it by yourself, like uh-huh. I didn't, I yeah. didn't qualify for it by myself, so I yeah. had to have my spouse come yeah. into it with me. For my so VA that's a loan, problem to you? 
No, no. But what I'm saying is what I, I guess well, that makes complete is- sense, though. I think you missed a couple dots earlier, but yeah, the the government's basically saying if you're qualified, if if we're going to issue you the money for this VA loan, and you're doing it with someone else, it better be someone you're fucking married to. Otherwise, it's just some Yahoo. You're basically in some kind of Ponzi scheme, for all we know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's how I did things. So yes, for my way of doing things, we had to be married. If we did not go to a bank and each go get individual loans no. and say come in with her doing 125000 and me doing 125000 we uh-huh. did not do that, which I unless, assume is what you're talking about. Unless, of course, you weren't married and you could qualify by yourself. It doesn't matter. That's right. Like you. Like me. So Okay, okay so question for you. Yeah. So for what is the benefit then of having the house in just your name? Is there There, any benefit? No, I don't think so. It's just a lot easier to get the loan if I don't have to fill it out for two fucking people and and provide, you know, uh, financial records for the last five years for two fucking people on two or three or four or five, six, seven different accounts and any houses either one of us have sold or bought or any of that bullshit and factor in other credit scores. I'm just like, fuck that. Here, I qualify. Let's just do it this way. Yeah, because neither of us obviously are lawyers. Uh, However, what I would question is, so if you were to get a divorce, God forbid, uh, would you still have to sell the house, right? Well, that depends on your divorce agreement. It's possible that the couple says, well, we realize there's equity there. Let's just rent it out and split the earnings after expenses or something. I don't know. There's probably a hundred different ways you can go about it. But yeah, typically I think they sell it. People decide to sell the house. And it would be like the same thing if you were like in my situation, if my, my spouse and I divorce, we would probably have to sell the house. Mm-hmm. Or you might have the option split. of buying her half. Yeah, which I could not do because I would not qualify for a loan for the house by myself. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you very much. That yes. is Financial 101 with, yeah. with Sean and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I just thought it was peculiar that more and more people are like, yep, prenuptial agreement, blah, 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 blah. Um, do you think that's because question... Yeah. And question for you, and this is maybe a more philosophical question, but Mm -hmm. so do you think the increase in nuptials is directly related to an increase in divorce like rate? Because more people are thinking they're going to go get divorced, so they got a plan for that? Yeah, I don't know. It's that is like uh that is like one of those paradoxes like, well, I'm getting married and I'm committing myself. You're supposed to be committing yourself for any this is more the church side of things. Yeah. Committing yourself to marriage for a lifetime through sickness and in health, uh, the words are specifically. Uh but here we are signing a prenup because as soon as I divorce your ass, I want to keep everything. <laughs> everything yeah. i came here with that's so right maybe it's just a sign of there being less religion involved in the um institution that is marriage yeah or a higher yeah less and i would say you know i mean i think this is a general trend i don't want to we'd have to find data to back this up mm-hmm. but i think there is a very large reduction in religion it, mm-hmm. like expression like people attending church i think numbers right. attending church are down very low um, I think spirituality is at a very low level. Yes. And I, so I think 
you know, things like that are related to that are kind of not as becoming to the forefront, right? Because there's not as many people out there saying like, oh, this is important or we need to do this. Right. Um, so I think things like that are going to fade away. And I think things like this are going to become more common. Like, hey, listen, we have to do this thing called marriage for whatever reason, whether it's whether it's like a uh, like it's a family expects us to because right now I feel like that's a thing, right? Yeah. What? I keep hearing noise. Is that your dryer or something? Oh, was it going off? Could you hear that? Yeah, you got a fucking dryer okay. in your studio? Yeah, I was trying to pretend. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. sorry. I was trying to work past it. Yeah. Um, I was no, working through it. I was I thought being it was professional. In my, I, was I thought it was in my it. studio, and I was like, oh, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ, I thought I turned everything off. What's going on over here? Okay, no, so what I'm saying is, like, the religious, I think it's, like, religious importance in things like that goes away. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see more of the... Uh, like, oh, well, we have to be married for whatever reason, ABC, because our family expects us to, because whatever, we have to qualify for this loan together, because we have to be Mr. and Mrs. whatever. I or think, because it gives us legal rights over yeah. each other, if shall we get uh, in some sort of accident. Yeah, you know, when those type of things, I think those are the type of things that keep marriage as it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, honestly, I think more people are like, we're trying it, but more than likely, given divorce rates, this probably is headed straight for hell. Yeah, there was an interesting piece I was listening to um, this week, though, that it considered like, hey, divorce rates might be, we'll call it 50%. Okay. It was debatable on how they calculated that. However, if you take personality and characteristics into consideration, like my wife and I actually talked about this. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and consistency in behaviors is a big one. Um, we're willing to bet that the likelihood uh, amongst people that um, share our characteristics traits, divorce is probably really low. So, uh, just so hot off the presses, this yeah. is becoming from petrellialaw.com, uh -huh. divorce statistics. According to the American Psychological Association, approximately 40 to 50% of first marriages ended in divorce. This is in 2022. Mm -hmm. The divorce rate for second marriages is even higher with approximately well, 60 yeah. to 67. Which actually kind of proves marriages. my which actually kind of proves the point, right? The people that are statistically like probably that have certain traits or characteristics are statistically more likely to get divorced than others. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to enter into a second marriage that also will likely end in a divorce. So it's kind of like you took the mo most likely to divorce group, put them into a second group of marriages, and then it's like, question mark, is this going to work out? The yeah. chances, the odds are not likely. Yeah, it's um, like, the, yeah, I can't, it's so crazy to think about it like that. You know, like, oh yeah, we're going to take all the people who are divorced and potentially put them together. Right. Like, for example, in my situation, my spouse and I were both. This is our second marriage. Yeah. You know, so you guys are so slated like, for. Yeah. For, you know, yeah. like straight. let like this is if we are set for failure, like the Apollo missions. Apollo yeah. 13. Yeah. You guys are going to have to fake it till you make it. Right. Yeah. Or what was uh, it? Apollo 11. <laughs> yeah. I don't was know. Was that the one with Tom Hanks? Yeah. Um, Where he went to the moon. 
But so, I mean, especially, I don't know if specifically, did they state first marriages on there? Because uh, I yeah, think sometimes is, people are calculating like if they took the average of all marriages and said like, because now you're looking at second, third, and fourth marriages as well and those failure rates and adding those into the statistics of how many marriages total get divorces. Yeah. So, um, this is, so one or two people of the same same marriage could account for four of the divorces total. <laughs> you know, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this is saying... Uh, this is according to, this is for 2022, mm-hmm. um, 40, approximately 40 to 50% of first marriages end in divorce. Okay. So that's specific to first marriages. Okay. Yeah. So this is saying the current divorce rate in the United States is 3.2 per a thousand population, according to the U S census bureau. What is that? that 3.2? Yeah. 3.2 per 1000. And what's that stat? Uh, that's the uh, current divorce rate in the United States. What? I don't know how that number works, but okay. So what this is saying, so I guess that's the divorce rate. So yeah. 3.2 people per a thousand. thousand. Yeah. For every a thousand people in the United States, 3.2 of them are divorced. That, that seems awfully that low. Approximately 827,000 divorces were recorded that year, this year. With the total number of divorces since 2000 topping 8.3 million. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Then, then um, the divorce rate, do you know the age? You want to take a guess of the age range with the highest divorce rate? 26. Right in there, age 25 to 39. And oh, the majority okay, they give you a di- pretty big range, okay. Yeah, and the majority of divorces occur at the end of the first five years. Yeah. Um, that makes total sense to me because I figured especially the first one is probably when people are like kind of figuring themselves out still. I mean, when I was 24, I thought I had it together. And when I was 29, I thought to my 24-year-old self was a dumbass. So, you know. Um, <laughs> do you know Do you know the most common reasons for divorce in 2022? Um, I got two guesses. One they outgrow each other or two financial. Okay. Financial infidelity and communication issues. Wow. Okay. Well, there we go. I don't worry about financial or infidel. Uh, I don't got to worry about financial or communication issues. Hey, Oh, that third one could sneak up in there. Who knows? You know, Who knows? that's, that's that probably pop up at any time. The infidelity one is probably the scariest of them all because, uh, it's easy to see a lack of communication issues. It's easy to see financial issues. It's not always easy to see until it fucking hits you right in the face, infidelity issues, right? I don't know. I think there's some fucking dead giveaways. Being a victim of infidelity myself, Mm -hmm. once upon a time. Oh my God. Here's your violin. Hold on. Let me get something playing here. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Being a victim of infidelity once upon a time, uh, there are just little signs you know those little things where it's like okay something's weird the way somebody talks the way they get out of a car the like direction they take when they go into the building you know those type of things those are like dead giveaways right um i think those are like there's little signs of it yeah i i mean i guess i'm I'm sure there's plenty of people that are really good at pulling that off without letting on uh 
any hints, but um, but you get my drift. It's yeah, like I that's get, the I mean, one get, that's like I get your driftwood, if you know what I mean. It's probably the most devastating too, because then you take it really, oh, really yeah. personally. Where yeah, financial and, and communication issues are like, well, you know. Let me let me ask you a personal question. Okay. Do you think there is coming back from infidelity in a relationship? Probably not. Uh, so I don't, I don't think there is. I mean, there's. You might be able to coexist, but I mean, is it if you were an individual that was the how do you wh- 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 infidelitator <laughs> with the one the that's, infidelitate or uh, infidel- yeah. yeah, you're right, infidelitator. Yeah. Um, it, you infidel. If you were the spouse that wasn't, that was cheated on, you mm-hmm. basically were going to feel invalidated. And I would imagine question everything that comes from that person going forward. We get jaded, jaded for the rest of yeah. your life. Like I just don't see how, how it would work. Yeah, I agree. And, but there's a lot of people, I guess there's a whole field of psychology. I guess it would tell you there's a way to work through it all. That does not sound like a good way to live at all. Yeah. R.I.P. Freud. Yep. Taking way too soon. <laughs> okay. So, Everybody speaking should love of their jaded, mom. here's a way they can get through it. California is um, set to pass an Amsterdam-style law, which allows cannabis cafes to open across the state. That, because, yeah, because things aren't bad enough yet. I just feel like, the, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard being a uh, have having having had my experiences out at bars. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see, I guess, um, or justify. Like, if you go to a bar and you smoke a joint, what is the amount of time that you have to stay there before you? can leave like and are they going to enforce that type of stuff right like yeah yeah i don't you know, know what i like, mean like how do you, you do can't that let, shit? yeah if you're a bartender and you've served someone a few drinks and they're visibly to- intoxicated and something happens to them while they drive you could be held liable for that yeah um, so it's like yeah. when you're at a weed cafe are you like okay bro you're you we got a high detector like, is yeah. that even a thing? Like, can you detect if somebody's currently high? So the people that are still, that are like um, proponents of this law are still citing the black market and how it's going to take more of the black market away into taxable income. Like, well, what do you mean? We open dispensaries all over the place. How is there still a black market? Also, I 100% thought I read somewhere that like there was already too much, like the market was flooded in California uh, specifically to where they were having to like burn a whole bunch of marijuana because they couldn't sell it all. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know anything about that. That's surprising to me. Cause I know in Nevada at one point, like the first, after the first couple of years, people, people were still kind of questioning like, Hey, where's all this tax money going? Because we said that if we pass this, the teachers were going to get a raise. And here we are selling, um, uh, collecting twice as much in taxes as we actually projected we were going to get. 
And yeah. the teachers still haven't gotten a raise. So where's this money going exactly? Yeah, I think there's it's something um, like weird. It's economic thing, you know, where there's I mean, obviously supply and demand, right? So there's too much supply versus demand. I guess marijuana goes bad, right? Like it has a shelf life. Well, it does in Nevada. I don't think they could keep up with it. What, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, but see, like, this is the problem. That And I think there was a... I remember reading an article about this with Nevada and having shortages in, of marijuana. But mm -hmm. the thing is, there's still laws against interstate transport. Mm -hmm. So, like, they couldn't right. bring in supplies from, like, Oregon. So that was the thing, was, like, all, you had all this extras in these other places, but they couldn't ship it out of state. Do they still only take cash? They won't take credit cards or anything there? I don't know. I haven't been to a. I haven't been to a dispensary in a very, very long time. I remember um, you telling me originally that they had like so they had like these big vaults that just of money that just reeked of weed. Yeah, uh, and they do. Yeah, in oh yeah, a lot of places, like so, there's a lot of banks in the area. I think there's only a few banks. There was an article that there's only a couple banks, and they're like local, like not the major banks. They won't deal with those companies. Oh um, really? Because it all smells. Yeah, all the money smells. Holy because shit. when they go, like when they go and uh, um, like pay for taxes and stuff, they're using mm -hmm. that same money. <laughs> you know, um, that's nuts. Yeah, so it, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's, I feel like eventually, and it's maybe it's time. You know, I feel like how many states are left with it still illegal? I mean, I guess what is that to the to the Google cave again? The Google cave again. Let's see here. You, you hear about what's going on in New York City with the illegal immigrants right now? No. Jesus Christ, dude. They wanted to be a sanctuary city, and now everyone wants to declare a state of emergency because of how overran they are. <laughs> it's Holy like, well, what the shit. fuck do you think is going to happen? Uh, I was waiting to uh, talk about this. Go ahead. But I'm waiting for you to read, so. Uh, okay, what I'm going to say here is blah, blah, uh, blah. Okay, know, what the perfect. Fuck ever. Yeah, I'm trying. There's a, this is just a weird chart to look at. Uh, it says uh, 38 states, three territories in the District of Columbia allow the medical use of marijuana and cannabis co uh, products. Recreation has been legalized in 23 states. All right. So half, I guess, of the United States. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Uh, what's the, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, New York City is gearing up to pay over a billion dollars on just hotels over the next three years to house illegal immigrants. So this plays into a couple different things going on. Oh my God, it's fucking so annoying. So they want to be a sanctuary city. And right. now they're fucking doing all this shit. And now they're telling hotels, well, you're going to house these Ill Ill illegal immigrants. So the business has no choice. They're basically Section 8 housing now paid for by the government, right? Okay. Um, NYC Mayor Eric Adams estimates the total cost of the migrant crisis will be about $12 billion over the next three years. That's just in New York City. Okay. And he says we are at our we are past our breaking point. He said with more than fifty seven thousand three hundred individuals currently 
in our care on an average night, it amounts to $9.8 million a day, almost $300 million a month, and nearly $3.6 billion a year. Interesting what's going on with all these people that are like, open borders, open borders, let's do this. Um, But this ties directly into another thing going on in New York City, which I don't know if you've heard, but they've basically put the the kibosh to short-term rentals, a.k.a. Airbnb. Oh, they did? They did. I've heard of that, like some parts of Oregon have done this too. They said, unless you live on site property, like you have a spare bedroom open, you cannot list your shit on Airbnb, which took about... I think they said there's about 42,000 listings on Airbnb just in New York City. Over 23,000 of those are, have been removed. And is the idea of that, that people are from like just buying these properties just to Airbnb them out? Yeah, and the idea of that is, get, is that okay. it's causing a shortage of residents for people in the city and inflating prices because you know the prices in New York City would be apparently on their thoughts um not ridiculous anyway i don't know everything in new york city is just astronomically insane so is this then saying and and i don't know if maybe this is a thing and i i just i'm going based off what you said i haven't seen articles that have said it but so is the idea suggesting then that airbnb and those type of websites and things are directly are now directly related to the cost of the housing market. So, yeah. So what I wanted to bring up here, we'll get there in one second. Cause okay. I have related this to two different people that I really like to listen to and they have opposing views on this. Um, so this in particular, they say, Hey, we got to open up these. We, we got to basically tell people they can't have Airbnb unless they live on site. Okay, so basically it's not going to be a long-term rental for anyone else. So mm-hmm. we'll allow it only if they have extra bedrooms or whatever. But if they're not living there and they had purchased that property basically for the intent of using Airbnb, um, they can't have that anymore in the city. So basically all these people are left standing there with their dick in their hand and now they're going to have to sell their property or something. You know, The idea is that should bring down the cost of housing, which is not going to. All these places are just going to get bought up. And, you know, maybe it won't be short term. Maybe people, maybe, you know, fuck more of the rich people will buy it and just run it out to corporations and say, hey, here's a place for your people to stay. Um, We'll just sign the lease for over 30 days at a time. And now it's not a short term rental. Um, But coinciding in that. So now all these people that were getting Airbnbs now have to go to hotels in which there's 57,000 illegal immigrants staying in the hotels. Yep. Yep. It's the same. I don't know. It's the same. I I'm sorry. I we have the same. We have the same shit going on with this idea of defunding police, mm-hmm. and then uh, fucking the the opposite effect is then oh there's an increase in crime, and then people say oh where are the police? And it's well you voted to defund them, and it's like so it's the same thing that we're seeing here. Okay, we're gonna remove Airbnbs, but then we're also going to put like low income in the hotels. So now there's no option. Right. It, I I don't know. I just don't understand. And I, I guess, so at what point, like, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but at what point do you, what else is new? Do you cut it off? Like, do you cut off the, like, 
government teat. Now we're well, putting them up in hotels. According to New York, you don't. You just keep doing it. And then when the problem overflows as it is now, they just ask for more money because apparently they don't realize that, you know, money can't just be printed indefinitely without a serious repercussion happening. Or I, I inflation. Know. We don't know how inflation happens, but let's just keep printing that money. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, whatever. God dang it. Where is this other thing? Oh, I really wanted to find this because there was another piece that I was like, oh, yeah, that needs to be included. And, of course, I'll find it when we're done. Anyway, one of my main men, Robert Kiyosaki, that name ring a bell? Nay. Oh, yeah. He, uh, rich Dad, Poor Dad. Very good. So he, I follow him on a number of um, different platforms because he's always got some good takes. Hey, did you ever read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? I did, yes. Okay, and you still act that way, huh? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, he literally opened my eyes to a different world and I was just like, yeah, what the fuck? So anyway, he had stated um, recently, I think in September last month, he says, Airbnb to lead real estate market crash. If you want a new home, your happy days are around the corner. Same for rental property. The best time to get rich is in a crash. Good luck. And that's always held true. If you can manage to pile cash, and wait for a crash, you could usually buy real estate. I mean, if you look at 19, uh, 2008, the house I live in sold for like $150,000. Yeah. And now, oh, now yeah. it's like a $500,000 house. <laughs> like, God, it's sickening. Christ. It's sickening to me. You so, know, we have, but that's the thing though, too, is it's like, I, I, um, I have a coworker who had a, a home that he had put up on the market. And it was valued, you know, at a pretty high amount. And he sat up there and it was just, um, he lowered the price, lowered the price and finally let it go like close to two thirds of what the value was before it sold. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it made, made me wonder. Wow. Two thirds lower. No, no, no. Yeah. Like a third lower, like 30% yeah, lower. Third, than what yeah. 30% what the lower fuck? than what he started. Yeah. Yeah, wow. he, he started at seven hundred fifty thousand, and he had he sold at five hundred twenty-two thousand. Um, and so he, but the thing about it was, it's like Wait, so. Can you say those numbers again? He listed it initially for seven hundred fifty thousand. Oh, when he my finally God. sold it, it yeah. went for five hundred and fifty-two. What the fuck? Why would he? What he couldn't sell it. And he had to sell it like right then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, he was he put it up for sale. He and he sold it. So the thing about it is, it's like. But then the question becomes: So they valued it that high, but he could not sell it for anything near that. And and I'm telling you, maybe it's just because the area, right? He lives in Portland, and where the place was was a it was a very very nice house in a not so nice neighborhood. Right. You know. Um. So there is a difficulty in selling it with that stuff. Also too, inflation, right? Like rates are high right now. The high, I think higher than they've been in a very, very long time. So, um, you know, and so he, uh, when he let it go, but so the thing that it made me wonder is did the state value it that high? And then to make him pay taxes that high, knowing that it wouldn't sell for that much. You know what I mean? Like, so your house right now, if you put your house up, do you think 550000 is realistic what you'd sell it for? 
Um, no, I think you know four eighty to five hundred would but, probably sell. But you're paying taxes as if it's five hundred fifty thousand, right? No, I thought you said that was. The I'm value. not paying taxes on my house unless you make over five hundred thousand dollars on your house sell, like actual make, like that's not including what you've paid towards it or paying off your loan. So I would have to sell like my loan might be for $200,000 right now. So I'd have to sell my house for $700,000 before I even had to even think about capital gains tax. You don't have a state tax? No, dude, I'm not a fucking moron. I don't live in a state that has state tax. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Obviously state taxes don't work. Every state that I've seen that has a state tax, it kind of looks like the state's failing. It's like, how do they collect more money and things still don't work? Wait, so you mean, okay, so annually I pay taxes. That's a state by state thing. You mean ta- you mean property tax? Yes. What the fuck does that have to do with selling your house? You don't pay fucking money no, on the property, sell your house. The property tax that you pay is based on the valuation of your home. Yeah, but they don't value it like, oh, your house is actually worth $500,000. They do it like a dwelling or something. Like my quoted value is like $120,000 or something. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. That's what I was asking you. I was asking you, does that, like, I was wondering if that's what they were doing. Like, oh, yeah, your house is worth $750,000 because that's what we're going to tax you at. No. So they wouldn't wouldn't have taxed his house at $750,000 is what I'm saying. No, God, no. Okay, gotcha, all right. Jeez, wow, that was a long fucking road. Yeah, but you were talking about when they were selling it, so I Yeah, but that's what I mean. I'm talking about, like, with the... I'm talking about with the the tax that he had to pay also because capital gains tax. Only if he made over $500,000 on the house. He sold it for $552,000. Made. Making money. Yeah, but that doesn't... How much did he buy it for? There's a difference there. He didn't get the house for free, did he? I don't know. You have to profit over 500000 Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, he probably did. He would have, I would bet, if he sold it for 750000 Yeah, could be. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I'm glad you got to okay. Um So this other thing, here's the other one that I found. So Robert Kiyosaki says Airbnb is going to cause a market crash itself, right? Because you get okay. all these, if you, I don't know if, you, if you're on social media, there's all these gurus saying, real estate's the way to go. Get it. And look at all these Airbnbs you can rent out and blah, blah, blah. And basically the overall sentiment uh, uh, from his take is that the market's going to get too saturated and now competition's going to drive all the prices low and which is going to make it really hard to actually make money at your Airbnb while okay. you bought a house for it as an Airbnb with these high rates and these uh, exorbitant prices, right? So the, here's another guy, and I, I'm pretty sure this is him. Uh, his, his name's Robert Croak, and he's some kind of financial advisor. All right. And so here's a take. Here's a take. He seems like he knows what he's talking about. And let me read you the snippet, and you'll be like, oh, okay. So is the housing market going to crash? This is a small paragraph. That is the billion-dollar question, and I don't see it happening. With the U.S. housing market coming out of two years of the lowest rates in history, the numbers just don't add up. Right now, 25% of mortgages are below 3% and 65% are below 4%. Mm -hmm. And 40% of all homes currently have no mortgage. Let that sink in. Wait, what? Say that again? 40% of all homes have no mortgage. So almost- Wow. So 40% of homes are paid off completely, right? Wow. Okay. 
So because of that likelihood, uh, because of that, the likelihood of distress in the housing market is very low and you must have distressed sellers to see a real a real estate crash. So that leaves the question, is it a good time to buy? Rates are obviously high, but you can always refinance. So in my opinion, buy what you can afford and stop trying to time the market. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, that's advice, I'm right? like, not comfortable buying a house right now. It's too expensive. Yeah, me either. I mean, I own a fucking house and I wouldn't sell this one to go buy another one. You know what? I'm also, also, uh, unfortunately, I live in a state right now that's also trying to pass things that like, I think they're actually trying to pass or they did pass a thing where the state will pay for attorneys to fight uh, like evictions for low incomes for not paying rent. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I know you're breaking the the contract on your lease agreement, but we'll buy you, we'll get you an attorney to help yeah, substantiate weird... your claim on why you shouldn't be evicted for not paying. Yeah, it was some weird thing. I don't I'll look more into it and come back yeah. with a better but report. But there's a lot of that shit. Like how the fuck do they expect people to float the bill for the house that they're renting out? Well, they just go, "Yeah, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay for it." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Eviction Defense Project provides free legal assistance to low-income tenants facing eviction court cases. Proponents of the measure noted that Oregon landlords will be able to raise rent by 14.6%. Wow. Go ahead. That's nuts. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm here. Anyone that's listened to this podcast more than once knows that you have some sort of disdain for the one percenters. So what I have before me, your honor, is a graph that actually shows us what it takes to be a one percenter in each of the 50 states. All right. Let's okay. hear it. So um, maybe we'll start. Uh, let's start from the, Oregon. Started from the bottom. Now we hear. Interesting. Okay, this is a really good trial of the way they did this. Oregon, to be a one percenter. I, I was kind of surprised to see these numbers. Um, Let me take a guess. Three, 350,000. Um, now, it doesn't say, let's see, the national average uh, for the minimum income. I'm trying to look to see if it's a single home residence. Or if this is just so the okay, so this says the average median household income of a number. Okay, an American earning the median household income, which means doesn't matter how many people are in there. That's just yep. the average of household income seventy five thousand dollars. What? Yeah, the median in household Oregon? income. No. I'm telling you okay. nationally, the median household income is $75,000. So on average, okay. the income in every household is about $75,000 once you average it out. That means there's a bunch of people above that, a bunch of people below that. Okay. I can tell you my, oh, yep, above. Yep, feeling pretty good until I get to these next numbers. All right. All right. We'll start with the low numbers because, you know, the southern states just never seem to be Mississippi in particular. I always look at Mississippi and stats because it is by far the 
um, how do you put it in historian perspectives? They are 150 years behind everyone else. Okay. So technologically. <laughs> they really are. Do you know we, they're the, one of the only states that during the Civil War, they sent all their educated people to fight, which left a fucking gaping hole in the um, level of intelligence in that state. All right. True story. Look it up if you'd like. Um, and I rest my case as the lowest one percenter is in Mississippi. And to be a one percenter in Mississippi, you'd have to have, uh, you'd have to be making $382,000 a year. Wow. Okay. So let that sink in. Let me see where this, um, Miss, I apologize. Mississippi is actually the second lowest state. Only second to West Virginia. So. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Some one of those backwoods place. I was going to yeah. say maybe Arkansas. Right behind it, 368,000 in West Virginia. So West Virginia. This map clearly marked the states by abbreviated uh, um, letters, so I'll be able to identify them as we go. <laughs> All right, perfect. Absolutely, yeah. no problem. This last one, I was like, Hell. it was Minnesota and Wisconsin that I was having problems with. All right. NH, uh, uh, New Hemisphere. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> new, in New Hemisphere. Um, yeah, so we'll hit yours. Oregon, 572,000. Ooh, yeah, I can. Yeah, Surprisingly, Nevada is higher than that. Nevada is $604,000 to be uh, a one percenter. I so. wonder because it's such a your population is so spread out. Uh, so um, I'm what I mean is what I would mean. I guess what I mean is the majority of the population is based off of like Vegas area and Reno, right? Mm-hmm. And so houses in those areas are super expensive, correct? Uh, I mean they're expensive, very expensive compared to what they were five or six years ago. But I, uh, no, what I, I guess what cheap. I mean is like what I mean is sorry. What the fuck am I trying to say here? I don't fucking know. No one knows what you're trying to say. Okay. So the median. So that means that people are making a lot of money then it, a lot. They're making supposedly. More, I don't know where the fucking money's coming from. Cause unless you own a saying. casino, yeah. um, I'm, I'm fucking lost. I'm like, what, what do you mean? It's 604. Who's making Maybe, this is money? It tech. You think it has to do with all the tech? I mean, there's Tesla, but I mean, the every company is kind of structured the same. The guy at the top, the top two or three levels, maybe, are killing it, and the rest of them are fucking. Is gambling on the rise again? Begging for a bone, yeah, but gambling would just flow into certain corporations and people's pockets, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, we're talking about the one percent. So I don't know. More people per capita are making money in comparison to Oregon, which is. Really kind of dumb, dumbfounded. Um, Texas, $632,000. New Mexico, 411000 So that's a little bit lower. Anything in particular you're interested in? Detroit. How about Michigan? Detroit, Michigan, 505000 Top. Okay. So not, not too different than Oregon. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm almost there. Um... And what yeah. about uh, the District of Columbia? Oh, Washington, D.C., which they don't actually have listed out here, which could that be an interesting area to look at? It'd probably be quite a bit higher. Yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> but they did not mark it out. Let me see. Let me take a good look around here. They don't have it marked out. That's interesting. 
IRS individual tax filing data from 2020 was analyzed to create this data set. Individual tax, I assume if you if you filed jointly, it's probably the same, right? Yeah, it's. I would assume it's household income. Yeah, interesting. Pennsylvania is lower than Nevada, which is crazy. Um, what about uh, like Montana? MT Montana is five sixty, so just behind Oregon. Okay, which is weird. Like, I guess we're only talking about one percent or so. So what the fuck ever. Um, but let's go with the two um, Avi questions here. The high earners, both New York and California. What about Florida? The, I mean, we're Florida six ninety five. So okay, that's, pretty high. That's quite a bit high, and yeah, it's quite a bit uh, higher up there. Um, New York and California. Which one do you think is higher? I'm going to say New York. New York. Yeah. Um, actually, it is California. Oh, I lose. Yeah, you lose. Um, New York, $777,000 a year to be in the top 1%, while California rings that bell. It's not the highest. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, California rings that bell at $844,000 a year to be a one percenter. So California is the highest. California is the third highest, actually. Okay, what's the second? Massachusetts, which is funny because it's connected to New York, $903,000 a year. To yeah, because it's, I mean, it's bougie up there. Yeah, bougie That's where all fuck. the rich folk live. Yeah, that's lobster every day in Massachusetts. And the number one, do you have any guesses? Teeny tiny, teeny tiny. Uh, Maine. Maine, nope, it's not Maine. Maine's actually leagues behind even our states. New Hampshire. You're done guessing. You don't get more than one guess, but Vermont. you're still wrong. You're still wrong. Okay. Connecticut. Oh, okay. How much? The big CT at nine hundred and fifty-three thousand. Is that where? Isn't that where a lot of like politicians retired to? I don't know. Um, I have no idea. I don't know where they're going anymore. Yeah. Wow. To their okay. grave for sure. So, but question for you. How much of this, though, you know, we talked about this, I think, like last week is, uh, specifically about how some of these people like the Elon Musk's, they don't make a lot. Um, in the well, year. Okay. All right. Well, let me let's backstep on that whole conversation. Yeah. They make a lot of fucking money every year. But the point is, is they don't make billions of dollars like when you say Elon Musk is worth $66 billion. Mm hmm. Or $180 billion or $220 million. One little piece of bad news on Tesla drops his net, wor net worth by like $20 billion. So it's mm -hmm. not, you know, so like part of his wealth and his assets are not like, it fluctuates, but he didn't make any money that year per se in those billions of dollars. He probably made $500 million, which obviously is a fuckload of money. But uh, in reality, his assets are just what is what's fluctuating and creating his his net worth. So he's still made more than enough to put him in the one percent for the state. Well, of course, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like they're like all these billionaires. Well, the billionaires, you know, they're just investing their money and it's sitting there and it's grown. Yeah. Okay. So it's not taxable income until they take that money out, which is you know 
gotcha. why they try not to take that money out because they don't want to owe half of it to the government. Um, anyway, I'll post this chart um, with the episode today on uh, the app formerly known as Twitter. Now, Alex. Guys, we're calling it. We no. want you to have a good week. We're not Sean, calling it. Sean says he's ready to party. What's up? <laughs> what, what, what's up? Announcement. What announcement. The fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with Britney Spears? Okay. Why didn't you bring this up like this? This should have been the first question right inside my fucking poured hard nitro Pepsi. Um, I try not to derail you when you're on a like on a flow. Okay. Um, All right. Fair. Fair. I'm trying not to mess with your vibe. Uh, well, let me but, tell you, the flow is hard. So yeah. um, I don't know. I sent you that video, dude. She is fucking off her rocker. Oh, t- the internet wins again. Just before we got on here, um, <laughs> I was watching something on on X. I don't. They have some kind of like stories thing or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. And I was flipping through the videos, and there she was doing her knife thing right next. And someone had parried it, uh, like paired it, so they were doing it right next to her. Yeah, great, great imitation. Nailed it. But they were dressed as Michael Myers. And it, uh, I was just like, God, fucking internet is so, so good. Yeah. I guess this, it's been crazy, like this stuff that's been going on with that. And then I don't want to derail too much, but there's another meme that's been going around right now with uh, like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So I guess this thing like leaked where he was doing, um, you know, I guess at football stadiums, they have these little like uh, things where the people will appear on the screen and they'll say like little dumb shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so what, uh, uh, what, uh, Russell Wilson was doing was he was saying like Broncos nation, let's ride. Right. Okay, so, okay. and he was doing it, but they were like, it was one of those things where they were telling him do it like a bunch of different ways. Yeah. So he would be like Broncos nation, let's ride Broncos nation. Let's ride. So the video leaked. And so what people did then is they, but he, they did it in front of a green screen. Oh, God. So the video leaked. So everybody, there's a whole bunch of videos. If you Google it with like the Russell Wilson memes, yeah. they've just green screened in the video like him, like he's riding off the cliff with like the Crusaders um, <laughs> in like 300. Like he's like Broncos Nation, let's ride. And then he just falls into the cliff. Um, You know, the thing with, what was that movie? The 300 when he kicks him in the cliff. Right, right. Um, the yeah, there's like, there's like a fire behind him and stuff. He's like, Broncos Nation, let's ride with like fires burning behind him. I'm watching it. I'm watching it right now. One more time. <laughs> yeah. One more time. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> is it one of the ones where people have messed with it? No. This is like oh. the original cri- clip. So I know what you're saying. He's right in front of the green screen. So I, people just went to town. Yeah. Holy yeah. But, shit. but back to Britney Spears. Oh, did you see like she um, came out and said that those knives were fake, which obviously they weren't. You could fucking hear them clinking together. And then the next video, the next day she posted another video of her wearing the same shit with a fucking bandage on. Yeah. (laughs) She had cut herself. And then there was like, there was like just a giant outpour of like uh, outcry of people because she just has her dogs sitting like right there by her feet. Yeah. Oh, she's like twirling around knives. Yeah. It's like the next video she comes up. There's like fur on the knives. She like um she managed to offend like so many groups in one small video clip. Right. Like PETA was pissed off at her. 
You know, like, um, and I did see an article where they said that police had actually gone out and spoken to her to do like a safety check. Yeah. But what I thought was kind of weird was I looked it up a little bit and part of her conservatorship, they said she should really be kept away from knives because she's got this weird fascination with knives and like is said to sleep with one like under her pillow. What? Yeah. I'm dead serious, man. I'm not making that shit up. Speaking yeah. of conservatorship, let's keep it tabs on that uh, the football player, the blindside guy, Michael Orr. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, I look that up speaking first. of keeping tabs on things, uh, let's close. Let's close it out. Uh, we can't close it out without talking about the thing that everybody. It's on the tongue of everybody. Taylor Swift. And Kelsey Grammer, and Travis, and Travis Kels. Oh yeah, Travis Kels. C. Kelsey. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, has the sports world been fucking rocked like never before, huh? <laughs> why? I don't. I don't. Why is this a big deal? I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it is apparently the fucking it everywhere, man. I don't. You can't turn on the news and not see stuff about this. Yeah, right it is now. fucking crazy. I, apparently, he has a podcast, and they were talking about it, and he was saying, yeah, it, boy, that's a, that was a real ballsy move for her to show up in Kansas City like that. Yeah, and he like, and I guess I guess she has plans, according to TMZ, this Uh-oh. just broke. Yeah. She has plans to come to this week's game because it's in New York. That's where Ooh. she lives. In New so, York. So we'll see uh, if this happens, but yeah, so... Uh, uh, apparently the thing is Travis. Hopefully Kelsey, she's traveling. It, it's against the Jets, and hopefully she's still traveling in her Jets. If you remember from last year, we covered her being the star that used the most greenhouse gas. Um, well, I don't remember the term. She basically put the emissions. most fucking emissions the, the most in the emissions. air out of any star with a ridiculous amount of jet usage, which she and her publicists claimed that they just loaned the jet out. Like tell yeah. those motherfuckers to buy their own plane tickets on Southwest and and stop contributing to single use airplanes. Get in line with the rest of us. Yeah, but yeah. I don't understand what the big deal is about it. I guess it's a huge thing because the all the Swift. I guess there's a whole fucking Look, army. We talked about it, yeah, right? The, the Swift army. Yeah, and how everywhere she goes and has a concert, it actually fluctuates the entire economy in that area. Um, here's Speaking my fluctu- take on it. What? Go Speaking ahead. Speaking of fluctuating the economy. Travis Kelsey jerseys are up 400% on NFL.com. So they went from selling one to four? Hey, um, <laughs> So. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we're 40. What do you know? We're 40. He's acting like this. Just shows you that men, men never grow up. Hey, um, actually, I was taking, I was glad you brought him into this and not just Taylor Swift because, um, you know, that's all everyone wants to talk about. Because it doesn't really matter what Kelsey Grammer is doing. It's all about what Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Swift is doing, right? Yeah. But all, all so I, can I say am is- concerned about what Taylor Swift is doing. And here's my take on it. I don't think she's really interested in this guy. I think she's just dating more people so she has more content to write songs about. There you go. She there needs is. another album. 
Yeah. She's like, Maybe listen, just say yes. Yeah. She's like, listen, I've dated musicians. Mm-hmm. I've dated actors. Yes. I've dated, you know, I've dated these, uh, like even people who are in like theater, uh-huh. you know, she's done all that stuff. She's like, all I got left is an athlete. She needs an album where she can do a whole bunch of songs that are inspired by sports. Yeah. It could be all about breaking up. Like, baby, yeah. I was in the stands watching you all the time. How much do you want to bet that her next song is going to be a ripoff of the Red Kingdom? What's that? What's the song? Red Kingdom. Isn't oh, that about yeah. KFC or Kansas City? KFC, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Red- K- Kansas City, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. She's gonna wow. fucking steal that song. She's gonna sample it and uh, and uh, do do the damn thing. Oh yeah, Tech Nine. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Red Kansas City Tech Nine. All right, I remember that. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here, guys. Have a great week. We'll be back next week. Hit us up on the app formerly known as Twitter. Now give us the scoop. Send us an email. Give us a scoop at gmail.com. We'll see you next week.